Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 21 of the Failsafe Fitness Podcast. My name is Michael Joshua. I am the owner of Failsafe Fitness Limited. Welcome to the show. Over the next 30 minutes or so, I'm going to introduce you to a new promotion I've got going on. I've also got a blog website that you can go and read. We're into week seven of simple tips on how to cut your calories. I have got an exercise tip for you and I've got the pitfalls of getting fit for your golf clubs. So if you don't know much about the show and you've missed all the episodes previous, I suggest you go back and have a a listen through, download them all on whatever device you're on. Obviously, if you're listening through Stitcher now, this is not going to be available through Stitcher because Stitcher no longer exists, unfortunately. Sorry about that, folks. But uh, YouTube, Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your downloads, this is probably going to be there. So Failsafe Fitness Podcast is what you're looking for. You've missed some great shows and some your questions answered as well. Go take a listen. So this week's show is a little bit personal. There's quite a few things going on that sort of relate to me personally and the line of business I'm in. Um, If you don't know what I'm in, then I am a qualified personal trainer, strength and conditioning coach. I've also done CrossFit, Olympic weightlifting. I was a footballer as a kid. I was a scratch golfer as, as 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 a junior too. Took 20 years off, married, kids, divorced, remarried, COVID, all that's come along. Uh, I've pivoted into the golf world, helping golfers get fitter, leaner, stronger, longer, more accurate, etc., etc. So I'm putting my strength and conditioning knowledge, very much similar to Titleist TPI, out there into the world, uh, and also giving out some basic nutrition tips that are going to help you with your diets, basic exercise tips as well that you can add into your routines or give you something to think about, and just generally being me, uh, giving you some advice on what I think are the important things, the small important things going to build to a better, long-lasting lifestyle. So as I say, format for the show, I'm going to let you know about a new promotion, new blog post, which week seven of the small mini tips on how to cut calories, uh, exercise tip, and then we'll get into the golf portion at the very end. So those people who are interested in listening to the golf portion, you can skip to the end of the podcast. And for those people who are not interested in the golf portion, you can turn off at the end of that podcast when that comes on. But anyway, thank you for listening. Welcome to the show. We're going to crack straight into this this week. It's been... A pretty hellish July, to be fair. And now we're into August. It doesn't feel like it's much better. I'm hoping at some point this week, my better half, bless her soul, is eventually going to get her knee surgery. Which means that she is going to be out of action for at least a couple of weeks in terms of being able to get about. Uh, I'm having to make alternative arrangements with a few clients just to fit you all in on the same day. So I'm not having to travel to and from places at different times. Um, 
apologies for that but you know sometimes life gets in the way and she is my life so that's just the way it's going to have to be for the next three or four weeks if there is some news in terms of the golf sessions um monday friday and saturday are the only sessions that are going to be available now in terms of golf coaching no wednesday um Wednesday is going to be my one and only day off to catch up with some paperwork, unfortunately. But it was a little bit of a slow day, so I'm taking Wednesdays as off. But the big news in terms of the golf coaching is as well, Sunday morning, 11am, was the short game Sundays. If you didn't come to the one on the 13th of, this, of August, then unfortunately you've missed it for at least the next four weeks. So we're taking a little four-week break, a little mid-summer break. We're going to evaluate whether the sessions are working, whether people are still wanting to come, and what direction we are going to be taking that in. So £5 ahead it was. We're going to take four weeks off, so hopefully the better half can get recovered and we can get back to it. But uh, thank you for coming, those that have come. And it will be resumed fairly shortly. Four weeks isn't a, isn't a great amount of time in the grand scheme of things. So thank you for that. It's been a great week for clients. I've played a lot of golf with some clients. We've gone through a couple of things. Um, mainly the thing that's popped up, which is the reason why I'm going to talk about this a little bit later on, is equipment. I've had a few clients that have spent very little money. A few clients that have spent a hell of a lot of money to basically struggle more than what they were with their golf before they first came to me. Um, so just be aware that you know when you're going for your fittings, etc. Of the, there are a few things and a few pitfalls I'm going to make you aware of in the golf portion of the show. Fitness-wise, I haven't been in the gym at all this week not a single drop I'm sat in the gym now currently making this podcast but this is the most time I've spent in here in terms of just me doing anything for over a week so I've broken my own promise of trying to get at least a session a week in but uh, you know again life gets in the way and something just bit me which is always fun I think it was a sting from the golf course to be fair it's finally raised its head but clients this week you've done very well I mean strength and conditioning wise I've got a couple of triathletes uh, that I do do Wednesday morning so I'm not essentially off Wednesdays uh, I've got a couple of triathletes doing some strength and conditioning um, they're going I can't remember where this, they were going they're going somewhere nice and hot for the winter and they've they, they're planned they're out there for three weeks They've got a triathlon four days in and another and they've got an Ironman three days before they leave. So they're trying to get a little bit of extra strength and conditioning in before they go. So that's it's good that they've got me and we're, we're working through a few things and bits and bobs and nutrition wise. So that's been kind of fun. My personal training clients that I have as well have all been working really hard. Goals are being ticked off one by one very proud of a specific client who doesn't want to be mentioned really in terms of name wise but they have made 
several small tweaks to their diet. Uh, two or three of them have been from the cut calories uh, section of the podcast. Uh, and they're already down sort of five or six pounds this month, which is fantastic. Golf-wise, we've got people that are longer. We've got people that are straighter. Uh, and people, like I say, I've got a, a few clients at the minute who are struggling with their equipment that they're either new or old, or old and new, or super new and probably super wrong. So it's it's an interesting balance. It's one of the challenges of being, you know, a personal trainer, a nutrition coach, and a golf coach is that every person is different. Every client, every swing is different. Every person can lift a different weight. Everybody has different mobility. And it's the challenge I like and being, a, being able to make people, you know, more flexible, stronger, healthier, fitter, or just enjoy a sport like golf. It's, it's an absolute pleasure to do. And that's been pretty much my week uh, as it sums that up. So let's get into the boring part of the show, shall we? If you've listened in the past... I tend to do a little bit of a promotion. I'm going to get it out the way today. So this is for you ladies out there. So all the ladies that are looking to get into golf. It's been a fantastic weekend of golf. Uh, Lilia Vu winning the AIG Ladies Open at Walton Heath. Charlie Hall, bless her socks, battled it out. Didn't quite pull it off. Tried just was patient for so long. Made something happen with a, a whole uh, chip in or a bunker shot eagle, uh, but couldn't quite get the job done and finish second. So well done to Charlie as well. So if any of you ladies out there are inspired and want to get into golf, or you don't want to be a golf widow anymore and you want to surprise, you know, the old man and turn up and smash one past him, then please let me help you. Um, for this week and this week only, right up until the 20th of August 2023, I am doing a special bog off offer. So buy one, get one free. 30 minute sessions, £10 a session. And for that 30 minutes, you get an extra, either an extra session for free or we can do an hour session for the £10. So get in touch. You need to email or ring me in person to book those sessions they're very limited i only have five of those available per week so that's a maximum of five hours of space um, that we can do that session so if you do want this special promotion time is very limited i've already had a couple of bookings for this week um, or for next week rather so that has the same T's and C's as all my other golf coaching and personal training. If you buy it or you book it and you pay for it in advance, you get 90 days to use the second session or 90 days to use the session full stop. So get in touch. One Buy one, get one free. £10, 30-minute sessions. Either get you into golf, get you playing better golf. We can definitely do that. Thank you very much. Getting into the meat of the show, and again, this is going to be a, a pretty quick one, and I think it's it's pretty sensible, 
it's an easy thing you can do so cutting calories week number seven low fat desserts we all like an ice cream we all like a slice of cake and this is going to be primarily based on the ice cream side of things so if you like a Haagen-Dazs ice cream, they're about 240 calories per 100 mil or something daft. So the sorbet versions of those Haagen-Dazs are about 100 calories less. But what's even better is something like a Halo Top or a sugar-free version of those ice creams that are 100 to 150 calories less per 100 milliliters than what they are if you have the full fat versions. So that if you like a dessert and you can't resist a dessert, especially ice cream, just take a quick look at the sorbets or take a quick look at Halo Top or something along those lines, the sugar-free ice creams that are out there. I know Ben and Jerry's do a nice line as two. And if you do have a pot of that a week and you think that's a 300 mil tub, for instance, that's whacking in at around 700 to 1,000 calories. I know, I know a halo top, a full top, is about 320 to 350 calories, depending on which one you have. So you're already saving 600 calories a week. And if you think about 600 calories a week over a month, that's 2,400 calories. It's 3,500 calories per pound of fat. So you're pretty much two-thirds of the way there by just cutting down on that ice cream a week without sacrificing that ice cream. So low-fat ice cream can be an absolute godsend because you're getting your sweet kick, but you're not cutting it completely out of your diet and you're halving your calories. So that is my nutrition tip for this week. exercise tip of the week this is one I have done before but this is what I'm going to do again so this is what's known as a pull through so you can do three sets of 10 three sets of 15 three sets of 20 depending on how good you are at performing a plank you know six packs are very cool but a strong cool a strong core is even cooler you know, you assume the press-up position and next to one of your hands, either have a single dumbbell or a single kettlebell. Reach through to the opposite side and pull that dumbbell and kettlebell through whilst in that press-up position. And just do 20 of them. So what I'm thinking is you either do 5 per side, you either do 8 per side, or you do 10 per side. So that is... 10 reps, 16 reps, or 20 reps. So we're keeping them even. Pull the weight through to the other side, keeping your midline ridges as if you were in a plank, keeping those hips level. And trust me, this is a tough exercise to do, and adding that extra bit of rotation, of stabilization, you will have one of the strongest cores going in a very short amount of time. So this is a great exercise for the everyday average Joe. It's a great exercise to add into your ab routine in the gym. It's a wonderful exercise if you play any rotational sport, i.e. cricket, tennis, squash, golf, swimming, 
you're going to have this great stable core and this is going to help with that rotation so go give that a go and talking of giving things a go ladies and gents please 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 links in the description go take a look at the blog at the website this week it is not my article it's an article made by men's health and it's from about three or four years ago 2019 i think it was and the athlete x group or guy that does athlete x he put out a eight mistakes for training over the age of 40 and being 45 this year or just gone by the way it was interesting to see how many of those mistakes I was or wasn't doing. So if you're thinking about getting into the gym or you've been in the gym for a while and you're not seeing any results and you're just ticking along, go and take the blog post a read. There's some interesting stuff in there. It'd be wonderful to hear your feedback on that post. And if there's anything in there you want me to elaborate on or indeed add to. And that's been a very short and sharp 17 minutes, hasn't it? And I apologise to everybody now, but we're going to move into the golf section, which I know some of you are very excited about. And this week, I want to talk about fittings. So, we all see American Golf, or your local golf club, have posters up. The tailor-made vans coming, the Wilson vans coming. You know, Callaway truck is coming. Book your session, pay your 50 quid, get your 50 quid off your clubs if you buy any. You know, American Golf do it for free. They give you about a 30 minute, maybe an hour if you're lucky, if you're looking for a full bag of fitting. And these are a few caveats that I want you to think about when you go for your fittings. So, for instance, the first one is where are you going for your fitting? <coughs> Excuse me. And what I mean by that is, I don't know, I think the majority of the people listening to this show now understand golf or where I'm coming from. So, the issue of where you have your fitting can be massive in how you are fit. So the ideal scenario would be a tour truck or tour van or at a golf club with a golf pro outside on grass on a range with a GC quad track man something to tell you your numbers are good or bad. But most of our fittings, especially if you go to the superstores, AG, I'm looking at you, are indoors, on mats, so you get bounce help through the ball, <coughs> which can help with ball striking. They can tweak settings on the system to make it look better than what it actually is. 
and especially when you're going to big box retail stores whose job is to sell hundreds if not millions of pounds worth of equipment are going to sell you stuff that isn't quite fit for you so the where can have a massive influence on the what that you buy but before we get into the what you buy is also the when do you go for your fitting and a few of people who've been fit by different companies who've come to me over the last few months you know got fit for their golf clubs early February they've been working with me for about three months four months we've gone through an entire cycle of speed training a couple of them have even been in the gym and done some strength training or some mobility work so their club head speed has jumped five seven ten and I'm gonna say I have had a 15 mile an hour jump in speed by just working with someone twice a week protocol with a speed stick once at home themselves and in 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 the gym session so four times a week they've been doing something uh, rotationally mobility wise and fitness wise to get themselves some more speed and they've actually gained and stuck 15 mile an hour we actually gained 20 mile an hour in club head speed but what's actually stuck is 15 which is amazing so if you're just starting out if you've had a fit in February and your clubs are on a three-month wait list and you've done this those clubs probably especially if you gain 15 miles an hour could be the difference from going I was fit at 80 mile an hour and they've put me in a, a senior flex shaft to now being close to a hundred mile an hour and needing potentially potentially a stiff flex shaft two shafts more than what you ordered three months ago so knowing the when is perfect because if you know you want to get better but you want to gain some speed and you've gone for a fit it's probably and you know you need to gain some speed I've got a couple of clients at the minute that are struggling to gain speed I've got a couple of clients that are far too quick for their own good so it's balancing that out so those clients that are gaining speed don't really want to go and have a fit now and spend a shed ton of money on golf clubs now they want to buy a cheap second-hand set kind of build into them get the feel for their swing and then in probably six or twelve months time they can look at it and go okay they've served me well I spent about three two couple hundred quid I want to go and spend a couple of grand get myself a nice set and that hopefully will last me at least three to five years so yeah the when you get fit makes a massive difference so if you've been playing for years you're not really interested in gaining any speed you just want a little bit more forgiveness because you're not getting the launch you're used to then that's perfect go and get a fit 
But if you're at the very beginning of your journey, you can't strike a golf ball, you're probably going to get fit into something that doesn't suit you. And then by the time you've done some speed training and got better, you've probably picked up so many bad habits, those clubs are both useless to you and of some use to you. The fourth caveat is what for. And I mean what for is in the terms of are you going for a putter fitting, a driver fitting, a woods fitting, a hybrid long iron fitting, or an iron fitting, or a wedge fitting. And in some cases, if you're lucky enough to have the facility, it could even be a ball fitting, which there aren't many, but they, it is out there. You've just got to spend a lot of money and a lot of time looking for them. So that's seven different things you can go and get a fitting for. And ideally, you want to be tracking your stats via ShotScope or Arcos or something like that. Um, you know, Swing U app where you can pay for the extra stats and track how you're doing. That would be marvellous. So then you can take a look at those strokes gained and are you struggling into greens from 150 plus yards? Are you struggling off the tee? Do you, have you got a certain miss you want to get rid of? Are you leaving putts short? Are, you, are your chips getting left short? So is it wedges you're after? So the what for, you can track that. You have the ability as a golfer out there to track that. So please, track your stats. Because when you come to someone like me, a golf performance coach, a PGA professional... Whoever it may be taking a look at you can take a look at those stats and your strokes gained and say, okay, well, you're struggling off the tee, everything's getting missed to the right. You're struggling into greens, you're leaving everything short from 75 yards. Your putts are always short. There's three things I can instantly go, well, three for two sessions, we'll do one on your, your approach play, one on your chipping, one on your putting. And hopefully we can give you some ideas to sort that out. Give it a couple of weeks, couple of sessions. Let's see how you go. So all those things need to be taken into account for. Also the time of year, which especially if you're outside doing this fitting, a lot of the tour vans and tour trucks will start to rock up from around Easter-ish time right the way through to the end of August maybe even early September if you're lucky in the UK and we it doesn't piddle down a rain like it has done for the last month <clears throat> even though it's been the hottest month of the uh, on history or something stupid so the time of year makes a big difference especially if you're out on an outdoor range doing it because grass conditions are going to be different distances are going to be different and you have to remember that when you're getting your club fittings indoors, it's temperature controlled, it's always going to be the same. So if you do go to a certain big box store, those conditions are always going to be the same. So the time of year doesn't matter. But the mats can have a detrimental effect to wedges. So if you're having a wedge fit indoors that grass mat that that rubber you know fake grass mat is going to be much more forgiving than actual grass 
So you might be striping them, but you can get out on the golf course and they're digging. I'm a bit of a digger. So I, I've never had a wedge fit where I've been anything but outdoors. And I've only ever had one wedge fit. Which was outdoors. Because when I'm on a, I was, we were on a mat to start with. And I said, these feel okay, I'm, but I can feel the bounce working. I want to feel that in the turf because if turf interaction is poor and that bounce doesn't kick the club out of the turf, you're going to dig, which means you're going to be short all the time. Or you're going to bounce it into that turf and it's going to blade. So being able to feel the, the wedges go through the turf and whatever direction the ball goes into is better than being on a mat. But yeah, time of year, weather conditions, you know, you could have a golf club that does is definitely for you, but it might go three yards shorter than the ones you've got. Purely because the balls that you're hitting in February are freezing cold, but the balls you hit June when you had your fitting the year before are red hot. So there's less air density, stuff's going to fly farther. It's simple science. So I wrote down three little rules to remember for fittings. Number one, if you can, book it with a tour truck or a PGA Pro or a fully qualified pro outdoors on grass. So driver, wedge, putter, irons, hybrids, woods, outside on real grass is the preferable one. Number two, if you're doing an indoor fit, and I think this is very important, an indoor fit at any big box retailer, and there aren't many of those in the UK, but if you're doing an indoor fit with anybody, and you like a specific golf ball, whether that be you know, a Srixen AD333 or a Titleist Pro V1X or it could be something as daft as you like the V300 soft slassengers that are £10 for 24 from Sports Direct. If you like that golf ball and you play that golf ball all the time, take a fresh sleeve of those golf balls, put them in your golf bag and demand that you use those balls. Because if you go from a Slazenger ball that you, you're so used to seeing the ball flight and you like, because you lose a lot of golf balls, or you just like you've got used to that golf ball, use that golf ball in your fitting. Demand that this fresh set of sleeve of three golf balls, like I say, whether they're TP5s, Pro V1s, or Slazengers, Strixons, doesn't matter. Use those three golf balls in your test indoors because then you can see the one thing you can control is the ball that you use so the ball that you use all the time is the ball that you are going to see used with other golf clubs keeping that fair and the third and final thing is whether it's a wedge whether it's a putter <coughs> whether it's a driver or irons or any woods of any sort. 
they will always get you to warm up with your equipment. Warm up. If you haven't already hit 50 balls on the range to warm up, <clears throat> more than likely they're going to get you to warm up in bay. <clears throat> in your fitting. And I know personally it takes me, even if I've hit 25, 30 balls on the range, I tend to go harder on the golf course than they do on a golf range. I just get bored hitting golf balls down to targets that don't mean anything. That's just the way I work. I need a little bit of a competitive edge. So I tend to hit golf balls harder on course than I do on the range. So you're warming up with your equipment, which means you're not quite up to speed. You may have hit a couple of miss hits and whatever, bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. And they never ever seem to get deleted for whatever reason. I'll tell you the reason. It's because they want your clubs to look bad. So when you've hit your clubs, when you've, hit, you've warmed up with your clubs, they've handed you two or three. There might be one that you don't like, head's too heavy, or shaft's too flexy, that feels too light, I'm hitting that too far left, that's going too far right. Oh, that one's longer and straighter. Great. So you've hit five clubs and the fifth one is the longest and straightest. You go back to a different one and then go back to that one. So you've probably hit about 50, 60 shots by now. And that one is longer and straighter. Before you make any decisions, go back to your clubs. Demand that you go back to your clubs and see if it is actually longer and straighter or it's just the fact you're now fully warmed up. So three golden rules of getting fit. If you can, where possible, outside on grass. On a putting green, on a chipping green, you know, driving range, on grass. So you can feel turf interaction, not on a mat. If it is indoors, insist on using the ball that you play with all the time. And if you, you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, there's no one on this planet should be playing a Srixen AD333 and then a Titleist Pro V1, then a Slazenger V300 Soft. That should never happen. And if you are doing that, that's probably one of the main reasons why you are not doing very well at golf. Because the one thing you can control is the equipment and the golf balls that you use. And if you don't use the same golf ball every single hole, after you've dumped one in the trees or the water or whatever, then shame on you. That's all I'm going to say. So demand that you use your golf ball. And... Once you've found the club, the clubs that you are being fitted into, go back to your clubs. Make sure you have a direct comparison. Whether you say, well, look, okay, these irons feel great. This five iron is good. The seven iron is good. You know, I'm longer and straighter with the five and seven iron. Okay. I want to do a test now with my five and seven iron. I want to go... Six shots, I want to go two with them, two with them, two with them, two with them, two with them. So I want, I want, I'm asking you for a direct comparison, 12 shots. I'm going to do two with mine, two with that, two with mine, two with that. And then I'm going to walk out of here knowing that those clubs are fitted for me. Indoors or outdoors, just do that. So again, outside on grass, use your own golf balls. And then always go back and direct comparison 
to the ones that have been the best performers. Two shots with theirs, two shots with yours, and keep that printout so you know exactly where those clubs are sitting. And that's pretty much it, because I know there's some people out there, and I've waffled on about this for 10 minutes, and I'm sorry. But I think it's vitally important you are the ones spending the money. Whether that be £30 for a set of golf balls because you've had a ball fit, £300 because you're buying a driver, or £3,000 because you're buying a full set of golf clubs. It doesn't matter. Those rules need to be in place. You're the one spending the money. You're the one that's going to have to live with that decision. And unfortunately, I know there's a couple of people that I'm dealing with over the last few months that have bought golf clubs and they're now looking to get rid of those golf clubs because they've been fit poorly. You know, big, tall, strong, really fast, or, or reasonably fast, they're only going to get faster, being sold light, flexi graphite shafts. But the way they talk the golf clubs... They can't control the heads. They probably look good toe down on a mat because that mat was bouncing the head back into the ball. But out on a grass golf range and out on a grass golf course, that toe down is leaving the face open and everything's going right. And it doesn't matter how far left we aim, the face is just getting pulled open because the head kicks too early. Or the opposite problem, I've got, a client that's super fast, you know, we're talking 125, 130 mile an hour driver swing, a little bit wild with it, but irons that are regular flex, they need at least stiff to control the face, uh, and the, the, the shaft flex is, is crazy, crazy. So again, head can't be controlled to the swing, so consistency of strike is basically non-existent. And these are things that you need to think about in your fitting. So if you find a club that you like, you know, you're using the ball that you currently use, that's a great way of controlling the fitting. And, you know, always go back to a direct comparison Two with theirs, two with yours, two with theirs, two with yours. You know, that's 12 shots. That's going to take maximum of about three minutes, 30 seconds a shot. You can have a chat about it while you're doing it. I just want to make sure that these are right for me before I spend the money. So I'm going to hit the five iron and seven iron, two, 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 and the same with the seven iron to make sure that you're getting what you're paying for. You're the customer at the end of the day. And that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening to me waffle on about this, but it's vitally important. Remember, you're the ones spending the money. You're the ones that are going to go and spend the time and have got to spend time with that equipment. So make sure it is right for you before you do. Thank you very much for listening. If there's any topics you want to get in touch about, email me. Uh, we're going to do 30 weeks of this, so nine more weeks. And the final episode of season two will be episode 30 and I will do another six questions answered.
So fitness, nutrition, and golf. I will answer 18 questions. It'll be about an hour's long. So get those questions in. If there's anything you want to know, whether it be ball fittings, wedge fittings, fitness, nutrition, let me know. Top six that come across my emails, I will answer in the show in just over two months' time. Thank you very much. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the gym. Go start making the best version of yourself. Have a great week. Bye-bye.